0: Okay, we're taking it from the top of the page on uh, Daf Beis, the beginning of Masechta Nadarim. I just want to give a little bit of a background about Nadarim. It looks like a, sh- a short, uh, short Daf. It's, it's it's interesting. First of all, as a as a Misekda, normally uh, we have Rashi and you have Tosfos. So the standard is you learn, you study with the Rashi, and uh, Rashi is succinct. He's clear, he tells you what it what it means, and that's and you leaves it at that. And this Masakta, um, it says that it's Rashi on top, but it's well known that it's that it's not Rashi. The style's a little bit different. It's also succinct, but it uh, it lacks some of the I don't know, some of Rashi's brilliance. That's just the way it is. Um but uh, in in general in the Yeshivas. The Iran is, somehow made it to, as the as the main main uh, commentator in Misakhs Nadar. and his style is completely different than uh, than Rashi or Tosfos. It's, uh, it, he's uh, he's 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 really um, similar to Rashi in the sense that he's there to explain what it's saying, but he has no problem spending time giving like an intro, giving an uh, introduction to the entire concept. He will quote others and and discuss questions and on 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 some of the pshatim. He's not in a rush, not running anywhere, and hence it's a very long commentary relative to other ones. But his ability to explain uh, difficult concepts is very is 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 unbelievable, and that's the uh, that's the comment that's the main commentary that people study on this mesecta. So. The preparation takes longer. I don't know if I'm going to share with you all the things that he says because it's it's long winded, but I will try and incorporate the uh, some of some of like the more important you know things to clarify uh, in in our in our daf learning. That's number one. Number two um uh so so like no, so that's that 's just the the nature of the masahtha the, the uh, Nidharim, he gives a nice introduction to Nadarm altogether, so basically he divides all vows into two two groupings there's the there's the vows that you do when you want to make a bring a korban um and that's that 's a form of a neder um and that's uh Basically, you know, say, I um, call this animal into a carbon and uh, it's a vow. Obviously, you can only do that if it's yours. You can't uh, make a, a nether of a carbon on something that doesn't belong to me. So that's a, a limitation in that type of vow. Um, and it's also for the entire world. When I say it's a carbon it becomes hegdish. And that's uh, one type of thing that you could do. That's a type of nedir. Um That has nothing to do with this masechta. Okay, that's not what's going on over here. What's going on over here is what we would call Nidre Isar. It's a vows that that people make that uh, that make the item prohibited. And the interesting thing about this is that you can make an item prohibited by virtue of what you say. Either I can make something that's mine prohibited to everyone, to others, or something that's not mine it can be prohibited to me. Um, so in other words, I can prohibit myself from someone else's things by saying that item is prohibited to me. Okay, so that's the power of an edder and that's, uh, and that's what, what nidorim are. So, um, it's very similar. Um, another very important principle in terms of uh, uh, a similar concept. So we, we're familiar with the idea of a shavuah and an edder, what's the difference? We have a word for it. We have an oath and a vow. A neder is a vow, uh, shavu is an oath. What's the difference? So the key, the key difference, and this is a very crucial component to understand just in the introductory level, is that a neder is where you're prohibiting the item itself. That's a, that's a chafzah, it's on the item. You're saying this item should be prohibited to me. That's a neder. And an oath is where you're saying a statement about yourself. I won't eat that. So that's an oath. I swear, or he swears that he won't eat something. So that it's going on him. It's going on the person. That's the key. Very important difference between Nedarim and Shua. There's difference in, in ramifications. There's difference in, uh, levels of severity. These, that's a, That's why it's important to understand the difference in the terminology. Um, they are both binding, but there's it's different different terminologies. Now. Um that's uh what an edir is. There's um the the of an edar is is that you can create Yisurim. You you made something prohibited to you, um and it has a power has a big power. It's actually it's actually truly prohibited. It, it, it even though I just said it, it doesn't mean it actually becomes prohibited. Um I have to keep uh to that vow that I made. Anyway. Um, the The next thing that we that we 're going to touch on and which is the intro, which is the beginning Mishnah, is that there 's something called the kinoi Kinoi. Is similar to uh, when you what, what we would call a nickname that 's why we say mehana Shem the when you give somebody a nickname, so you mean the person, but you 're not saying the actual terminology you 're saying you 're you're not calling him by his name you 're calling him by another name uh, that either you made up or somebody made up, and that 's how that 's what a nickname is so kinoi is exactly that it 's not you didn 't use the exact terminology of another, but you used a a similar term that you mean you you mean the nether uh, even though you didn't say it so that's what a kinu is, and that's what this uh, this that's what the beginning halacha is all about and thirdly there's we'll see that there's another thing that we could talk about when you're not saying the actual neder outright and you're not saying even a kinyui but there's something called a yad a yad means it's a handle which means that you're just Started off the statement with that and it's like leaving some parts out of the statement. So you didn't make a full statement. That's the basic gist of what's uh, what's going on over here in this masakta and we're gonna just go to right to the beginning. So let's see. Kol kinuyah So the first law is telling us that kinuy of a nether is the same as a nether. Don't don't think that just because I didn't use the right exact expression of I'm making a nether here, I said something. Off from that, um, it is the same as an, an ether, that, uh It is it it qualifies exactly the same. It's the same binding as an ether. Okay, becharamim kecharamim, is another terminology. We use the word charem to to mean a, an excommunication, but in this context. It's uh you're saying that this thing is prohibited to you. It's an expression of prohibition. And I didn't say the exact wording, I said a kinoi for it. That's also the same. Ushvos and a, a kinoi of an oath is also the same as the oath itself. So that's the story. Okay? Is this well, a shortened way of expressing it? Is that just it's something? not a shortened way, it's a. it's a it's a it's a it's a term that is way. In alternate way, it's like instead of saying a uh, vow," you say, uh, you say a different term that is like a nickname for it." It's like you use using for a, for a vow, for a vowel, yeah. right? That's exactly it what it over is. Your... <laughs> um, the uh, the should bring down like examples of it. Like instead of saying "neder," I said uh, nezech. or like it's it's just like a. A uh, different term, a different word. Yeah. It means the same language? thing, but it's it's a nickname <laughs> for a vow. It's like you know. It's well known, it's known in the popular. Right, language exactly. Language, right. It's a question. The the round brings down that there's different. Is the discussion where these words come from? Are they foreign language words, um, that we're adopting into you know, know, know into our language, or is it that's one uh, that's one opinion, or is it the rabbis made up these words as. Uh, as a kinoi for a nether. Um either way, it's uh it's you know, people understand it as so. That's what you mean to be doing, and it's what you mean to that's what you mean to be taking on a vow. That's what makes it binding. That's all. Okay. So and that's the truth for shavuos. And K Shvos, Unizirus and it's true by niziris as well. That uh you know, you don't have to say I will be a Nazir. I could say I'm, you know, I'm going to have the long hair, you know, or something like that. That's a nickname for um for a Naz a Nazirus, you know, what I mean, or things like that. You know, that's I'm just. Is it kind of objective of, or subjective? Is it the person's intent, or what a <coughs> person uh, would think hearing them? Oh, it's it, that's a good question. It, right now, right now, it it has to be that that's his intent as well. Um, because it, there's an ex, there was one of the key elements of, of every vow is that it has to be pivotly boshavit, meaning he has to say and in his heart mean what he's saying. He has to mean what he's saying. It's um, really both, then. It's yeah, right, but I'm saying it has to have the meaning Um, and, they, and and he has to be saying, right, so it is both. He has to express it verbally? Yeah, well, that's an excellent question. I, he's... Uh, I, I, we'll see, we're, we're just mind? starting we're not going to get all the answers today, I'm sorry have to have been, You have to come back tomorrow? you have to keep back tomorrow, I have to keep you, have to keep you uh, wait, you know okay now um, somebody says to his friend, mudrani mimcha I am mudar from you mufreshani mimcha, I'm separated from you from you. mimcha, I'm distant from you Okay, so those are examples of, you didn't say exactly, I mean, you said nether, but you're also saying separated, distant. These are, aren't really words of vow per se, but the context and the the sense of what he's driving at is an expression of a vow. Sha'ani ochalach. That I eat from you. There's actually two girsos. Is it sha'ani ochalach or she'eni ochalach? That I will not eat by you, shani toim lach, or that I eat, that I taste something of yours. So, us or all of those expressions do work to actually make you actually prohibited, even though you didn't quite say it in the clearest way. But uh, from the context, from what we gather, what you mean, that is what you're saying. So, if you didn't, couldn't figure it out, this last expression of shani ochalach. You didn't even say the vow. You just say that I eat from you, and you left out the fact that it's a vow that I will not eat from you, or that I will not eat from you, right? So, but that's called a yad. That's where you're saying a half a fragment, a fragment sentence. Um, but we from the content, from the sentence, the half a sentence that you say, we understand what you mean. So that's a yad. So we're giving we're jumping to a yad, and giving an example of that. All of those is Aser, that's basically binding, and you're bound to that, and it's forbidden. Okay, Minuta nilach. what if you say, I am Minuta from you? Now, Minuta is usually the term that we use like when a person is you know, uh, forbidden to be with others. He is put in like a Cherem. Um, so it's not clear that he means that he's not going to eat. Okay, so Bezelach, although he himself was not 100% sure, he was leaning towards the side of saying that, probably, that is binding, but he wasn't quite clear on that. So that's the, Mishnah, and that is, basically, the story. So first things first in the Okay, Kol so, the first question is is that uh, this is not the only Mesech that deals with Nedarim. Um, this is, you know, a lot of in yeshivas we study Nedarim a lot of times together with Shavuos, because Shavuos and Nedarim are so similar and a lot of similar laws, so they actually make it a, a joint one. But in addition, Mesech is Nazir is another example of uh, a form of a Nedar. Obviously it's a very specific Nedar, because it's a Nedar to be a Nazir. But uh what's interesting is, is that over here, when introducing, we say, kol kenuyin, nedarim, kenadarim, ma'yishna gabi nazir, when it comes to the mesachas nazir, to loktani lehu It starts off, kol kenuyin, naziris, kenaziris, and then moves on. And then it does, not going through every other form of vow. Right? O ma'yishna gabi, Nadar, when it comes to the nedarim, ketani um, we want to, um, we're mentioning every nether, the kenyav of a nether is a nether, the of a is a herim, the king of a shua is a shua. Why are we going through every other one? That's the question. So the Qumari answers Mishom de u If you look in the Parsha, um, the bulk of the laws of Nedarim, it's really mentioned a few times in the Torah, but it, in, in the Parsha's matos, introduces the laws of Nedarim. It says neder, O So right away, we put neder and Shua together in the same. In the same, in the same sentence, and discusses them together, and therefore, since those two are already put next to each other, so tani tarten, we already have two. So kivin tani tarten. Once we already have two, tani Therefore, we list all of them. We already have to mention two because it's written in the verse together. So, wait, can you can just list those two. Let's list all of them, and then every terminology of vow or swearing or oath or chirim or nizirus we put all together. Okay, so, um, and that's why. But as opposed to Nazir, the parsha of Nazir is written standalone. It's not written together with everything else um, in parsha's Naso. So, therefore, they just left that alone. Okay, now, for listening, kinui, If it's because it's written together in the Torah, nidor, and shavuah, so shouldn't the order of the Mishnah be, kal kinui, and then say, kal because it's written next to each other and then go to the rest. If that's the reason, because it's written together in the text, then list the two that are written together in the text together and then go through the other ones besides for that. So the Gemara answers, I did the Torah and this is along the one of the first things that we went through, okay? In the introduction, um, once we listen to Darim, Dimitzer which we know that a means that you're prohibiting the item to him. So Charamim. Therefore, we also list Charamim, Dimitzer because it's also prohibiting the item to him. which is not like Shvu, the or Nafshei because, of course, a Shua, like we mentioned, Shavu'ah is where you're prohibiting yourself from the item. The question is, where is the prohibition going on? Is it going on the item, or is it going on the person? And uh, it makes a big difference in uh, other areas of halacha, as we'll see throughout the Mestachetah. Okay. Pasach B'Kinuyin. So we start off with the, with, uh, with examples of K'inuyin. Kol K'inuyin and then when we give the example of the, uh, of the in the in the Mishnah, Yados, we go we go we give an example of a Yad where you didn't say the full sentence, you said a sentence fragment. Okay, mutar ani He didn't say what the vow is. He says I am vowed from you. That's like a fragment. Ah, uh, uh, yados Inchi, we also forgot to mention that the yad of an nether is like an nether. that maybe you should have said that but instead of just jumping into that. so uh we forgot to mention yados an iron bone, and then we start talking about a uh, yad. So the question is, we aren't explaining what Akina is, and then the uh and the yad we are explaining we forgot to mention that we're, that a yad of an nether is like an nether. should not you have said to say that in the beginning? So Murray says, uh I re Bahon Sorry. We are talking about it, but we you know we 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 left it out. Ramatani, the right way to read the Mishnah, if the in the full text, is called Kinuye Nidaram Kinitaram, Yadas Nidaram Kunitaram. So it you it it's as if it says Kenuyah and Dharm Kunitaram and Yadas Kunadaram is in Nidharm is Kinadaram. And then we explain what the Yad is. So the Gemara says, Why not ex- explain, the, go in order. Kinoi should come before uh, uh, before the Yad, because that was the first thing. That, first of all you said is that a Kinoi is the same as the nether. A Kinoi of a nether, you use an alternate terminology, it's just as good. And then give an example of that. And then Yad, and then you explain Yad. Why are you going to explain the Yad before you explain the Kinoi?" Okay, that was the one that was written second. So my answer is that that's a system. The Derek Mishnah is that that which we, the last thing we left off, that's what we explained first. Okay, once once we're mentioning Yad, that was the second thing that we mentioned, let's clarify what a Yad is. And then we'll get back to the other one. So the, and, and we actually see this in a number of Mishnayahs. So we're going through like a tour of a, of a few Mishnayahs that work in this very way. Okay, it's not as the, the Mishnah says, madlikin, ovamo, madlikin. What do we use for lighting uh, Shabbos candles? And what don't we use? And then right away we said, Well, we don't. So we're explaining the don't before the do, or before the, what is acceptable. Another example, in the, in, also in Shabbos, What are you allowed to do hatmana with? Hatamana is where you, uh, let's say, have a hot pot and you want to keep it warm. You're wrapping it up. So what can you use to wrap your pots? And what can't you reuse to wrap your pots? And then we right away went to the things that you can't do. What can a woman go out with that would not be considered carrying on Shabbos? And what can't she can she not go out with? Right? And then we explain, a woman should not go out with and give examples of what she can't. So we see that we, even though we said that second, we explain it first. So the Gemara says, is that really a rule? The Chalecha, the Pasach, lo mefarish peresha, with everything we start with, we don't explain in the, the first thing first. But we do that too. Look at the Mishnah. Over uh, here, there's some people who are inheritors, but they don't give over inheritance. And then there's people who are no uh, um. So, uh, so, uh, so there's those that do both. They inherit and they give inheritance. And then there's people who inherit without giving inheritance. And then we go through the list, and it's, it goes through all the possibilities. And then we go back to the first case. Here's no and Here's the people who are nochel um so that's one. Some people are some women are mutat, we just had this in Yevamas. Two misakas ago. Yesh Sometimes the women are allowed to their husbands, but they're not allowed to be Yafim. the Mayan, but are allowed to the Yafham, and not allowed to their husbands. And then when it listed, we listed it in order. So we went back to the beginning. Okay, and yes, to unos shemen talk about carbonos mincha. Some need oil and frankincense. Shemen vlolevana oil without frankincense. And then it lists We went back to the the first case. So we, in all these cases, we are we are explaining when we explain and give the example. We say the rules, and then we go order, the order as it was listed. So what's the difference? Um, another one. Ah, uh, yesh tuuna hagasha, Tunos hagasha, veintunas tinufa. Some things need to be brought close to the mizbech, but they don't need waving. Tinufa vlagasha. Some need waving, but not bring close to the mizbech. And then a list: hagasha, and then a list of uh, examples in order. Yesh Sometimes people are firstborn as far as inheritance goes, but not as far as the kohen goes. And bichar lekohen and you could be a firstborn as far as the kohen is concerned but not as far as the inheritance is concerned. And then it gives a list. And we go in order. So again, we went in order of there. So this is the question, why, I mean, don't seem to be making following this system. So the answer is, this list over here, but the list is a little bit long. It's not just one thing. It's a lot of things. So then, you could get it could get confusing. So first, we list all the different possibilities, and then we go in order back again and organize it according to the order that we introduced it. As opposed to if it's just a small thing, you know, what can you, uh, what well, what what can a woman go out with? What well, can't she go out with? Oh, she can't go out with this, and that's it. So it makes it a lot simpler to do where you leave off. But basically, the goal of all mishnayos is to be as clear as possible. And sometimes the clearer way is to just, while we mention, while we talk about what you can't do, just say it right then and there. That's if it's simple and straightforward. But once it gets more complicated and there's multiple, it's like three or four cases. So then we're going to go back in order because that'll make that organized and easier to understand. And that is the story. Okay. Stop over here. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. <laughs>